In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is finished. These, of course, are the sixth, not the seventh, of the last seven words of Christ. But it's important to reflect upon the profundity of, profundity of what uh, these words signify. I've often heard people talk about, and I think sometimes maybe it gets a little bit into kind of broad generalizations, but when people talk about the difference between the Western church and the Eastern church, uh, or sometimes the difference between a, you know, kind of typically European um, and a typically um, uh, uh, Asian way of thinking about the world, thinking about the world metaphysically or historically or in, in other contexts, that you know, the Western mindset uh, is linear, that it sees things as a progression, but that the Eastern mindset sees it more as a cycle or a circle. And of course, Jesus, who was in the Middle East, in Palestine, was kind of right on the frontiers between uh, that Western and, and Eastern world. But many people have suggested uh, that in thinking about salvation history, that we benefit from that more uh, cyclical or circular, psych, cyclical is not the best word, circular, I think, uh, way of thinking about it, uh, as opposed to a linear way. That we recognize that Christ on the cross, when he could say, it is finished, he, of course, means the work of salvation history insofar as, you know, the precipitating or, or proximate cause of our salvation, his being uh, crucified on the cross for the sins of the world. And as I said earlier, uh, those sins were not just the sins that had preceded the incarnation of Christ, but also those that uh, came after, including the ones that we continue to do uh, in our lives in the present day. And so we recognize that history, rather than being some sort of linear progression, uh, salvation history is rather, as Aquinas uh, said, who himself actually a preeminent uh, Western uh, philosopher and theologian, said as an example of exitus reditus, this idea that uh, history works as a circle or perhaps a parabola, that things go out from God. Uh, God had created the world. Uh, he had um, given his covenant uh, to the Jewish people, but that culminated in the sealing of the new covenant uh, on the cross, which was not just one more step in a sort of, again, linear progression uh, towards some finality, but rather that itself uh, was the inflection point around which everything else pivots. Because Christ was crucified on the cross, although time did not end, although, of course, the church is created and it awaits, uh, the world awaits uh, the coming of uh, Jesus again in glory, and we are given uh, this, this age in which, in the wake of Christ's crucifixion, um, his death and his resurrection, we are living in the wake of that, but we are living with reference to that. We are not, of course, we individually, personally look forward uh, 
to heaven. We look forward to the end of the world when God will make it anew. But we recognize that everything centers around uh, the crucifixion, that the crucifixion was uh, the culmination of you know, God's love for the world. Although he continues, of course, to be present to us in the church, uh, in the sacraments, uh, and you know, his grace is still operative, of course, in the world, but we recognize that uh, everything that needed to take place to save the world uh, took place uh, at that crucifixion. Of course, it's up to the church, to his apostles initially, to their successors, to all of us uh, as the faithful to continue to spread the message of the gospel, to continue to spread the message of salvation, to try to win souls for Christ. But again, we are winning them to something that has um, already taken place. We're not saying, hey, get prepared because something important is going to happen tomorrow. Sure, important things will happen tomorrow. But we recognize that the most important thing already happened. And so what we are attempting to do, living as present-day Christians, is to reconcile people to what happened on the cross, to make them aware of it, to have them accepted, and to have faith in Christ Jesus and his, and his sacrifice for us so that individually we can merit the salvation uh, that has been won for us. And so we look, for example, to the book of Revelation. And, you know, it says in Revelation 21, he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Christ is the beginning and the end. He was there at the beginning of creation. He came to us in the incarnation, and he was there on the cross. And he has now ascended to the Father. And that is, of course, where all of us hope to be. Uh, and we recognize that Although, again, each of us individually has to conform our lives, has to repent of our sins, has to live out our baptismal calling so that we can get to that heaven, we recognize that heaven itself has been opened up to us and to everyone because of the work that Christ did on the cross. And so, unfortunately, as I said, there is a strong undercurrent, I think, in this world in our, excuse me for using the term, but our Western mentality, our secular mentality of this idea of this infinite progress, this Hegelian synthesis, this idea that things are good and they're just getting better, that we have achieved some mastery over the problems of old and that society will solve its problems, will solve all of the problems of privation, uh, all of the problems that beset humans uh, existentially. Uh, and it is simply a lie and a myth and a falsehood. Uh, because, in fact, we recognize that the only way, the only way in which we can truly achieve uh, genuine joy, the only way in which we can conquer death, the only way in which we can overcome uh, the evil of sin is not something that has yet to be discovered, not something that has yet to be uh, given to us, but rather in recognizing the truth that is already there. And so continuing that quote from Revelation, our Lord says, To him who is thirsty, I will give to drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. Well, that spring has already been tapped. That water is already flowing for us. If only we have the eyes to recognize it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.